0: We got a lot, a whole lot of popcorn going on here. We got the spicy popcorn, thanks to our friends from JP Graziano to spice it up with the hot Jardinera seasoning. We also got sweet. Yeah. Spicy and sweet from our friends at Candy Pop. And this is great. Uh, you got the Twix flavor. Yeah. I got the Butterfinger. I love this especially because eating a Butterfinger is a whole ordeal. You bite into it, it's all over your pants. Yeah. It's, that's true. It's a mess. You have to vacuum after. This is combines two great flavors and is simple. Well, the best part about it is that, you know when you go to the movie and you're like,
1: all right, I'm gonna go get some concessions, right? And you're there and you're like, do I want popcorn? Or do I want Milk Duds? Or do I want candy? What, what do I wanna do, right? Best of both worlds. You got the popcorn with the candy on it. And it's, I mean, it's delicious.
0: Do you ever put the Milk Duds in the candy? Or in the, in the, in the, in the popcorn? I can't say that I ever have. I don't either. I've never, I haven't had a Milk dud since Reagan. But, I love milk duds, but people like that. This is a perfect combination of the two. Check it out, candy pop. This is delicious. Um, sneak perfect. Perfect for watching movies. Sneak them into the movie theater. I always sneak concessions. Oh yeah, I mean you, you have, won't have buy to buy anything. Yeah, it's too expensive. Candy pop, delicious.
1: And I would even say that candy pop is perfect for watching a movie like.
0: Definitely love. I'm Mary again. I mean, crushes don't last for 13 years, right? He couldn't help it. Hi!
1: It's Ted! I haven't seen you since, uh, since... Senior (laughs) Prom,
0: And he couldn't explain it.
1: You asked me to follow around your girl, and I did. And then the
0: truth is, I only started to like her. Because there's something about Mary.
1: When a guy can play 36 holes and still have enough energy to take me and my
0: brother to a ball game... (laughs) I love this movie. I think it is somehow both beloved and underrated at the same time, and I don't even know if I can accurately explain that because everyone pretty much likes this movie. It was a big box office success in yeah. 1998, which I didn't really know about until I looked it up. Uh, Star studded Cast, everyone nails their role perfectly. I think it's one of the best comedies of the 90s. If we had to make a list, I can't, I'm not going to do it off the top of my head. But at the same time, I feel like it's somehow underrated because I think this should be on, like... I don't know. Maybe the 90s aren't just old enough to revere the art yet. You That's know how what we, like... you like Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But, like, we talk about comedies from, like, 40 years ago. And we're like, and Saddles, all-time great comedy. We talk about the Blues Brothers or Airplane, Coming to America. And it's like they're in reverence. And maybe this the 90s aren't there yet. But I think this movie is in that echelon
1: i think it just got kind of forgotten right like it, it it's because it's at the end of the 90s and it was like of that kind of gross out like gross out trend yeah and so like because it wasn't as gung-ho and like like american pie like some of these other ones it just kind of like people just kind of forget about it and like at the time, wait, like, there was a lot of watchability. You could watch it, like, over and over and over again. But, like, I feel like most people haven't watched this movie in a long time. Um, no fault to the movie, necessarily, but, like, the comedy has just evolved. And what comedy movies are has just become something so different from what it was in this particular movie.
0: It's a great point about that era, too. It, like, in American Pie... I'm just using that example because we went to town on it in one of these episodes. Came out a year later, and it's a completely different style of comedy. And then we talked about how the next like seven years were movies derivative of American Pie. Yeah. All those movies got played on Comedy Central and all these channels over and over. still to this day. I feel yeah. like if you're if you have cable, I don't know, and you and they are on all Do the time. Do people still have cable? I have cable.
1: Huh? I don't. I'm, I'm I'm the old one here, I'm the I'm the dinosaur, and I cut the cord, and, and it comes you're with still like... It comes with the building.
0: So, you, I mean, you're paying for it, but you're not paying yeah, for it. Yeah, it's in the rent. Yeah, okay, but, cool. I mean, it works out for sports and stuff, and then sometimes I'm flipping through the channels, and it's the same... Like, Comedy Central now, actually, is just the Office reruns, Seinfeld reruns, and then new episodes and reruns of South Park. Oh, you better believe it. Like, this is the reason people cut the cord, it's not just because everything's available on streaming. Cable is just reruns of movies and yeah. TV, like, it's nuts. But those movies were always, and still are, reruns all the time. I don't think you see that or something about Mary on uh, TBS that often or anything. It's on streaming. It's on something. I want to say HBO Max. And I recommend if you haven't seen the movie, well, I don't know why you're watching this if you haven't seen the movie, but go check it out because it is one of the funniest movies of the 90s.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, I think that it did a good job at what it was intending to do. And the reason it worked so well is because the Farrelly brothers were coming off of Kingpin which flopped um and so they're basically like thinking maybe we should just pack it in like maybe this should be our last movie and so because they acted like this was going to be their last movie they went hard they went real hard with all of the jokes and everything and it paid off um and I think that's why it worked because they kind of had no fear right like I feel like sometimes you get these like directors who are worried about well, what's my what's going to happen to my career now at this point? If I do this movie and I do these jokes, I'm in, I'm going to miss out and then I'm right. going to like lose out on all these jobs and I'm I'm done in Hollywood. While they're like, well, fuck it, we're
0: we're going hard. They also hit a lot of the cast at a good point in their careers where yeah. they weren't too big to turn down something that was kind of just just really went for it. Like, yeah. Ben Stiller had the Ben Stiller show and roles in movies and stuff. But when you hear Ben Stiller, what one movie do you think of? When I think of one movie? Yeah. If at the, this point, probably like Meet the Parents or... I think everyone would say Meet the Parents. Maybe they were saying... I was going to say
1: the, uh, Night at so, the Museum. Were you actually... Yeah. That those, would movies be are, <laughs> those movies are good. I don't care what anybody says. Those movies are good. Just like with Nick Cage and the National Treasure movies, those movies are good.
0: I refuse to believe that. All right,
1: that would, I will that die on this hill. I will die on this hill.
0: I think I would have said, meet the parents, meet the Fockers, meet the little Fockers, then maybe like Tropic Thunder, then then even though this is my favorite movie of that bunch, then there was something about Mary. But
1: yeah, I mean, these, all came, these all came after. Him, you don't I'm think about him and something about Mary.
0: Yeah, which is weird, I think, because this movie is better than all those movies. Though, Meet the Parents is, is good. Or cringy, but good, too. We talked about that. Yeah. Uh, but then Cameron Diaz, same deal. I think I might associate her with this movie. What? The only one that is, like, mentally for me locked into this film is Matt Dillon. Because yeah. after this, I mean, what? He was in... Uh, Wild Things. Wild Things, You, Me, and Dupree.
1: Uh, (laughs) wild things and then like the Matt Dillon IMDB page for me just stops
0: like that's he was in something a couple years ago but he like this is it he's really funny in this movie too he's probably the funniest character in the whole movie so when I think of Matt Dillon I think of solely this movie and you, me, and Dupree which you know is also good
1: well it's funny that you don't associate Ben Stiller with this movie necessarily because he almost didn't play this role Uh, the studio executives did not want him in this role so the Farley brothers were like how about Owen Wilson and the studio executives were like that's <laughs> <Not> even worse <laughs> and so they were like okay well how about Ben Stiller and they're like oh, okay Ben Stiller that would have been worse and it's funny because what like a year later the two of them were in Meet the, Meet Parents. the Parents together yeah. Yeah. and so it's it's funny but I mean you just don't think of Ben Stiller in this role yeah I don't know why I think it's because of Meet
0: the Parents it came out yeah. so quickly after and it was such a bigger movie. Did we did we when we did Meet the Parents, did we talk about Ben Stiller being unlikable? Unlikable? Yeah. Oh yeah, we talked about There's Ben something. Stiller being unlikable. Yeah. yeah. that might also not I don't know what it is. Let's
1: I don't know. There's just something about him that he just doesn't seem like a guy who you want to have a beer with or like hang out with or whatever. Yeah. And I mean even kind of in this movie too, right? Like, it's less so than some of his other movies, but like he
0: doesn't seem like yeah, I, th- I think it is a lot of uh, the characters, like I think I mentioned this when we talked about Meet the Parents, that in the, in the TV show Extras, the Ricky Gervais show, yeah, yeah. He, Ben Stiller plays himself, but plays a huge asshole. Yeah. I make a long game holiday. It opens to $32 million, one of the biggest Martin Luther King Jr. birthday holiday opening weekends ever. Goes on to gross $170 million worldwide. Meet the Parents, double that. But what does the money and the success mean in real terms. And I've always like associated him with that. But also in a lot of these movies like in this one, he's kind of sympathetic because he's a loser. He misses his girl and yeah. he wants to be a, like he's kind of pathetic. But he does something extraordinarily creepy. Oh, yeah. To like get, try to get get back in touch with her. So you lose a little bit of sympathy. In uh, Along Came Polly he's like kind of like a loser again. Sympathetic. His wife cheated on him. But then he does like weird things and he's a germaphobe. So I think maybe he just gets a little typecast is kind of uh, typecast unlikable. or like
1: they actually not typecast they just nail that it's him yeah maybe he's an asshole i'm gonna kill you but yeah so you know the funny thing going back to the farrelly brothers is that like you know they had, they had that hit with dumb and dumber and so like how do you how do you follow up a dumb and dumber right like that's kind of a dumb and dumber dumb and dumber best picture Again, you know how I feel about sequels, and enough about that. (laughs) They even contemplated at that point about doing having Jim Carrey in this role, too.
0: Maybe. And and
1: then, but also part of the problem was that Jim Carrey and Cameron Diaz had just started in The Mask a couple of years before.
0: Somebody stop me! Yeah, that's. Um, And so, like, you can't, it's kind of hard to kind of cross. You say that, but in. uh the CBS sitcom Kevin Can Wait, Kevin James and Leah uh were a couple, just as they were at the King of Queens, and both shows were massive successes. Are you being sarcastic about this? Yeah, one Kevin Can a... Wait was terrible. It was okay. like two seasons. I don't even think I, I I don't even think I knew that that show existed. It was Kevin James, was a retired I think retired cop. And he had a not, wife. Not a retired like postal worker, just <laughs> no. just like
1: tweaking a little bit on the edges.
0: Yeah, it, it was. Uh, it, he had like a family and stuff. And then the show wasn't doing well after one season. They killed the wife. And <laughs> oh, His I, wife did, I think kangaroo. I did know about this. Yeah, <laughs> they did another season with it. Was fucking ridiculous.
1: But and gra- that was about the time when she was uh, going on her crusade against uh, Scientology. Scientology, yeah, yeah. right?
0: But no, you can't. You really can't like it's going to make people think of the other movie. like, And I don't yeah. know, maybe it's because I've seen this movie so many times with Ben Stiller, I can't picture anyone else, even though I just went off about how I, I don't associate him with the movie. Liar! Like, yeah. you, I can't put Jim Carrey in the movie and make it work in my head. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I we talked about Ferris Bueller and all the people that were up for that, I can't picture anybody but Matthew Broderick. Yeah, exactly. I agree, I agree. The most iconic joke probably in this entire movie, and I think people know the reference even if they haven't seen the movie or if they don't like, love the movie like I do, is the jizz and the hair. That,
1: that yes. I, I was also going to say uh, uh, the frank and beans.
0: Well, how the hell did you get the beans above the frank? I mean, but
1: I think both of them definitely are iconic, if you want to call that iconic.
0: Well, that just, like, even though they really go for it in a lot of different scenes in this movie, I think the jizz and the hair is, like, really pushes the envelope. It, like, comes, it doesn't come out of left field, but it, when it happens... It's like, like a holy crap moment. Like, this is kind of disgusting. And yeah. also, like, holy shit, this movie just went turned it to 11. Yeah, which is, again, the, the whole gross-out thing. And they just
1: kind of they went for it. Um, and I think the studios were like, you can't do this. You can't do this. And then they actually did it anyways. And then did a test showing of it. And it played
0: so well. It was so fucking funny. That,
1: the, stu- that like, the studio
0: execs were like, oh, okay, fine. You can keep it. And also, it, what they do brilliantly is they make Cameron Diaz kind of this like mythical figure because like Ben Stiller's in love with her and has to like find her again and then Matt Dillon becomes infatuated with her but they have her do stuff like that. Yeah. Where it's like they bring her down a peg too where it's almost like her mythical standing doesn't actually make sense. I mean she's beautiful but like it's also kind of like ridiculous that all these people are falling in love with her Mm because she's like actually just a normal person. Yeah. She's not like something like so unattainable. She's just kind of. She accidentally put jizz in her hair. Like, they humiliate her a little bit. I think it makes it funnier that both men are infatuated with her because she's like a character herself.
1: What do we think about the whole Woogie
0: thing? Uh, I wouldn't play now, but I mean, it's hard. Like, it's hard to watch something that you watched 20 years ago and watch it now and then get rid of the first watch yeah you know what i mean yeah
1: so i don't know because you already know what's going to happen yeah yeah i just think that you know chris elliott fit that character perfectly yeah really, um, really good and like i kind of think to a certain extent like when you think of the 90s i kind of think he's underrated i think he's underrated as like a comedian and as a comic actor Maybe it's just because I'm doing a rewatch of like Saturday Night Lives and I happen to be in the 90s with the cast because I think he was on Saturday Night Live for like one year. Um, and I happen to ha- be with the cast that he's in and like watching some of these things. And um, I think he plays that like nice but like total creepo, but you don't know that he's a creepo thing. And I think he plays that like perfectly to play off of. Uh, but this, like, whole mythical thing about, like, Cameron Diaz and Woogie and... Yeah.
0: I actually think he, I mean, I, I remarked about Matt Dillon before, but he might actually be the funniest, like, character in the movie. Not, yeah. Uh, one of the funniest cameos. The nice, the only nice thing I'll say about the guy is Brett Favre. <laughs> <laughs> it is
1: really, really... So, comes out of nowhere. Yeah, um, I actually write down fucking Brett Favre because, like, As a Bears fan, I am trained to hate anything Green Bay, Uh, Brett Favre included, right? Although, benefit to Green Bay and how Green Bay totally ruined the career of Brett Favre by only getting him one Super Bowl uh, Hall of Fame career, followed up by Aaron Rodgers, who they've only gotten one Super Bowl. Uh, Apparently... They're okay, with just you know, like born to run her up, right? It's like the Simpsons episode with Lisa, like born to run her up.
0: Will you welcome Garfunkel, Messina, oaks and Lisa singing their number two hit, Born to Run Her Up? Fuck
1: Green Bay that said, I i begrudgingly have to be like,
0: it's so funny
1: because like he's actually okay in it, and I'm Likeable like, he's, and
0: yeah, he's and it's like it's like a it's kind of out of left field, but it's also. It fits with the whole movie. Yeah. It's such a silly thing to throw in at the end.
1: Well, they wanted it to be Steve Young because Cameron Diaz talks about how she's a Niners fan, yeah. which also coincidentally, this movie was filmed a couple of weeks after Brett, F- uh, Brett Favre was in the Super Bowl um, and had played a couple of weeks before that, the 49ers. Uh, but, and she says she's a 49ers fan and it was supposed to be Steve Young, but Steve Young wouldn't sign on because he's a Mormon and he didn't approve of the jokes. Oh, wow. so he would not sign on to this movie. Wow. Um, but so, Brett, Farms so Brett Favre <laughs> has no standards. He's a crass person. That yeah, he's like, yeah, of his penis. screw it. People. Yeah. You know, like I start thinking about all of these. This is 1998. Yeah. So at this time, not only am I trained to hate Brett Favre because of the bears, my brother went to school in Wisconsin. And he went to school in De Pere, Wisconsin, which is a suburb of Green Bay. It translates to the pier. <laughs> I like that. That's, that's a good one. Um, and it probably does, but it actually doesn't. <laughs> so he's in school up there, and um, he would tell me this story about how one night he goes out to the bar, and um, he steps outside. Um, I don't know if he was having a cigarette or whatever, uh, as was fashionable at the time in the mid to late 90s. And who is outside of the door of this bar but Brett Favre, sitting on the hood of his Porsche. As the story goes, again, I cannot confirm I was not there, I cannot confirm or deny this story. As the story goes, Brett Favre takes out a white powder of some sort, whether it's Coke or Oxy, I don't know. But he lays out a line on the hood of his Porsche, does a rail, offers apparently to my brother, who denies it and says, fuck you, I'm a Bears fan. Hell yeah. And Brett Favre just continues to do rails of whatever this white substance is on the hood of his Porsche. Again, I cannot confirm or deny this story. It's just a story that has been told to me by my sibling, who happened to be in school at the time there. Okay,
0: (laughs) that's wild. I had a Brett Favre story that I wasn't sure if I could tell on this podcast. after that, you might have pushed the envelope and I can tell it. (laughs) Uh, Friend of a friend, uh, ex-girlfriend of mine, her friend, was a... uh, Receptionist at a hotel. I don't remember where it was. It might have been in Wisconsin because we all three of us live in Wisconsin at the time Maybe it was somewhere else. I don't know, but Brett Favre was staying at the hotel for something and She checked him in and said, uh, you know, if you need anything It was like one of those things I've had this at a couple of hotels. Well, they'll give you like their cell number. Yeah. I don't think it's actually their cell number and My ex-girlfriend's friend says uh, if you need anything text this number I can, you can help you send anything to your and whatever. He says, thanks. Thirty minutes later, Brett Favre texts, "Do you want to come into my room?" And she didn't go. She she was engaged. She's like, "No, this is creepy." But it was, and this like he didn't send a picture of his dick. <laughs> he might. Have, this was a couple years after that. It was so the story tracked. I'm like, this guy is just like, fucking wild. Wow. Yeah, I mean, no wonder he didn't. He wasn't bothered by the jokes in the movie. He's doing coke on Porsches and sending pictures of his penis. Well, I, again,
1: could could have been coke, could have been oxy, could have been pixie stick. For all <laughs> I know, maybe he was snoring pixie sticks. I don't know, but, yeah, but he's funny yeah, in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, it, it, and you kind of yeah, you kind of begrudgingly hate him for that. Um, I got two more j- things that I want to talk sure. about here. Uh, one is the zipper scene.
0: Oh, <laughs> <for God's sake. laughs>
1: right, the yeah. the the beans above the Frank. Apparently, this was based on a real-life story that happened to uh, the Farrelly brothers' sister, who was at a party. She's in, like, eighth grade, is at a party. They're listening to records, and apparently this one kid goes to the bathroom, and then, like, he's in there for a real long time, and nobody knows why, and then the dad has to go, and is like, hey, kid, are you okay? And he
0: had zipped his scrote. Uh, share something? It happened to me. Ooh, it, uh, I was. Uh, I was a kid, uh, not too young, maybe somewhere between. Everything pre like 18 years old is like the same age to me. I could have been four. I could have been 10. I could have been 15. I don't know. I'm old enough. i was junior high, maybe. And uh, I was in <laughs> peeing in the bathroom at church, uh, right before mass. And my dad was in the urinal next to me. And I'm finishing up and I go to zip up and all of a sudden it, the zipper's not going. And like, I look down and and the script is caught in the zipper. And I panicked. One of the most nerve-wracking moments of my life up until that point. I'm like, what do I do here? Like, it's jammed in there. But I, I like stood there and, w- I don't know, this is a fucking graphic for the show. <laughs> and wiggled it out gently until it finally, I was so relieved when it came out. Because I thought it was going to rip. I thought I was going to have to go to the emergency room wow <laughs> i
1: maybe i'm an
0: outlier here
1: and like no, i th- am like super careful and I like think it was a my entire thing. life has have always been
0: super careful about making sure that nothing comes close to that zipper like i also don't even know how it happened like i don't know what kind of underwear i was wearing where it even the contact would even make sense i don't know but man wow yikes yeah yikes it was, and
1: it's before i ever saw the movie too yikes all right, we're going to get off of that by saying uh, there's a throwaway joke in here uh, about uh, there's not enough meat on sticks. Yeah. Um, I think you'll appreciate this. that joke was actually written for Seinfeld. Oh, and really? it was written for the show Seinfeld, and they actually bought it from the writers so that they could put it in oh, this movie. Oh, that's fun.
0: Yeah, I love this movie. A lot of jokes, silly. Um, and I think, above all, the reason it works, and it works so well, is a lot of people, I think, can not relate to the plot because they've been creepy and stalked a woman, but the idea of, like, there's this this girl that I miss and, like, everyone's obsessed with. Like, it just works. Um, I think it is... I think it cracks the sevens. Yeah. And I'm going to say 7-2. So I'm, like, right there with you.
1: Um, and I think it's because it's got a lot of things, right? Like, that people kind of relate to and continue to tell the jokes of, the relatability of the quotability, right? Uh, the fact that, like... A lot of us still call him Brett Favre yeah. because that's how his name is spelled, even though it's Brett Favre. Um, so I'm gonna go seven three. Seven one. Whew! I mean, right we're, there. We're in the ballpark. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good movie, and I think I I feel like I need to go back and like actually watch it more and like. Yeah, it should be it should be watched. Yeah. More. Yeah. There you go. Scrotum! Jesus Christ!